G'day legends, welcome back to another episode of the Second Again Racing Podcast. I'm Nick, as always, joined my good man Jackson. How are you, brother? Mate, good to be back, Ned. Uh, fresh off Australia Day fill-up, so very profitable yesterday if anyone was having a punt. A lot of the class came to the fore, but mate, I'm well rested and ready to go. It's good to be back. We're sitting next to each other this time, which mm. is fantastic. I, we just... We did the Zoom last time. It's it's good that we've got that as like a secondary option. Just a backup, but really, we, we're really fit and firing when we're next to each other, mate. <laughs> it's something else, and we've got the laptops open. We're even filming tonight, which we've actually filmed the last 14 episodes and haven't done anything with them, so maybe, That's right, yeah. maybe we'll do something with this one yeah, tonight. I got a haircut for the first time in a few weeks. I just thought, fuck, there's a chance Ned fucking films tomorrow. So <laughs> Have a look at it. That is sharp. <laughs> I've gone the buzz, the buzz light year. What do you ask for? What do you say? Yeah. So my, I think I might have said it before, but my auntie's a hairdresser. Every Italian That's family right. yeah, has yeah, yeah. an Italian hairdresser. So I walk in, just give her the nod, and she just decides. Okay, oh, she got full her. creative control, mate. It looks full pretty creative good. Control. It's hanging on for dear life, though, isn't yeah, it? Well, yeah. Well, it's funny, mate, because <laughs> my, my old man's sixty, and he's got the same hairline that I do. Okay. So, and apparently all his mates were laughing at him at 24 as well, so we'll, oh. see, we'll see how I'm kicking them, but I'm, I'm hanging on to it anyway. <laughs> a bit of Ashley and Martin, maybe. You get a bit off. Um, a, a, just a, a little trip to Pakistan or Turkey or something. <laughs> I'll get a few injections. Um, now, you had an interesting experience right? that I don't think a lot of people would have done in their time. Mm. They love racing mm-hmm. as well. I'm, mm. I'm, if you listen to this, you probably like racing. I've never been to the picnics. You made a trip to the War Hope races. Yes. That's how sick you are. Yes, indeed. Talk me, talk us through it. What well, happened? Well, speaking of the old man, he's from that way. So that's about half an hour west of Port Macquarie. Mm-hmm. So you talk about grassroots country racing. It's a non-tab meeting, so you wouldn't have found it anywhere on Sportsbet tab anywhere. You literally had to be there on track to experience it. But it was the first time I got out to a day like that, to an actual picnic races. Mate, I fucking enjoyed the day. Yeah. It was an awesome day. The locals get out there, they have fun. The only thing I didn't enjoy, mate, they ran out of Great Northerns. That's how hard these blokes go up there. <laughs> they were out of Great Northerns after race three, right? Only a five-race card. There was a handful of jockeys there. They they did their best to make the day out of it, and it was a fucking awesome day. The Whoop Whoop Cup, mate. So look it up. It's the a Whoop Whoop it's Cup. It's a time, time-honored Whoop Whoop Cup, the last on the day. And you look you look across, mate. I went up to the sort of um, the jockey's room up the top there. I call it a jockey's room in inverted commas. <laughs> but I'll go up there and mate, the grandstand was full, absolutely full of people. Everyone from the town comes in, has an awesome day. I had a fucking great time and I'll be there again next year. Awesome. How good's that? And only Northerns, that's all they sell. Northerns, there was 4X. Fuck, what else? They might have had a light somewhere, which wasn't very popular. I can't, I can't imagine it would have been. The boys would have been ripping in up there. 
Um, now, during the week, obviously, a couple of star horses made their return. We speak of Jackano, mm. uh, Star Patrol, and Gentleman Roy. They've all made massive returns and all come back to the winner's stall. Mm. Three in a row it was yesterday. Was that at uh, Sandown yesterday? Sandown, yeah. Bang, bang, bang. The class came to the fore. Interesting to see these horses being turned out so early on in the season. I'd say in Jackano's case especially, they're looking to get that horse to the stud farm, obviously. He's already a Golden Rose winner. Mick Kent said before the race that they're definitely looking at those two 1,400-metre races. Um, so keep an eye for him next start. But they all got the job done. There was a few heart attack moments, um, especially Gentleman Roy and Jack and O. They both had to dig deep to get the win, but their class shown. And G-Star Patrol was impressive. Goodness me. Really impressive turn of foot, I thought. It'd be really good. Um, speaking of that, so CF4 currently, I'm just having a look now, Jackano is a four dollar twenty favourite. Mm. The CF4 is on the eleventh of Feb. Mm. How close is that? Yeah, I know. It's just around the corner. You're just starting to get that little tingling sensation, mate. But it's a good good time of year now for sure. And then we have got the Futurity as well, which is the other fourteen hundred metre race that's at Caulfield too. He's five dollars there, so mm. your mail seems to be correct according to um, all the gambling websites at the yeah. moment. And you'd think you'd go on to the All Star Mile post that as well. You'd just think that's the target for a lot of these horses that think they have a chance. It's the big cash, so they'll go after it for sure. For sure. Um, did you have a punt yesterday, Jackson? Oh, I did. Yeah. Speaking of Jack and Owen and Gentleman Roy, these sorts of horses, there were a few good results yesterday. I did think that Star Patrol was going to be left a little bit underdone first up over a thousand. I just thought, I'll wait. For... And the thing just fucking went straight past them. Yeah. He was much too good. Still has that habit of laying in towards the fence a little bit. Can do that, but Ben Mellon just rides the horse and goes with him. He doesn't fight him when he tries to lay into the fence, lets him go, and he's just got that superior turn of foot. But no, good days today. A couple out at uh, Sydney as well, so happy days. Love it. Um, we're going to couple of, cover a couple of races. So at Rose Hill, we're going to do two, five, seven, and eight. Mm. And then we're going to do um, one race in Melbourne as well. I believe race seven we're going to do at the Valley. Um, we kick it off race two at Rose Hill. So we've actually got the Golden Slipper favourite at the moment, uh, King's Gambit, top of the market. It's $1.35. A couple horses have come out of this race in Mafia and the Little Pumper. Um, we're down to five runners. But King's Gambit, he was short as it was, and he's still short. So $1.35. Uh, Red Resistance is five fifty. Then we've got uh, Shinzo is $7.50, and Chevron at 23s. And then Fomo is $31. Fomo and Red Resistance are likely to roll forward and control it. I think King's Gambit can just sort of sit on their, their backsides and just follow them wherever they go. He won't have too many issues getting out from there. Shinzo, Chevron are likely to get back. Very depleted field, this, obviously. There was another horse supposed to be in here as well, which I know you had half an opinion of. It's hard to tip around this starting point, King's Gambit, isn't mm-hmm. it? They're very professional, the way this horse won on debut, but also the way it won its trial. Just clicked up and was never really asked for the effort, but just cruised up to him and went straight through the line and was a very nice piece of work. So he looks like the ultimate professional, and that blue diamond beckons for him, doesn't it? For sure. The horse I do just want to leave in, though, is Red Resistance. I know it's 1-2 in the market, but I think at $5.56, you can have something small on in case King's Gambit stubs his tail or something on the way through. <laughs> These Waterhouse runners are always forward. You're not worried about their fitness, even as a two-year-old. It rolled forward and looked gone. They paired off it in Steel City, who's a horse that comes up in the in the female, the Phillies race in race five. Looks a good chance there as well. But Red Resistance fended her off first up on debut and kept kicking as the Waterhouse runners do. That toughness kicks in. So I think you'll be hard to run down, but King's Gambit is just all class. I didn't mind the little pumper. It's come out. Um, it ran second behind Infatuation last start, and that was at Brandwick. Disappointed to see it come out. I know they're sort of planning around a little preparation for it here. Not sure if it's an English Millennium horse. I believe it is. So they might be saving it for that, which is in a couple of weeks' time as well. Mm. 
all the things you said about King's Gambit, one by five, I believe it was on Caulfield Guineas Day. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Nev never asked, like, like oh, Shin did not Shin flinch did. on him the whole way. It was an incredible win first up. Like, a lot of two-year-olds don't win like that. The ironing board just stayed nice and flat, Shinny. So, um, it was a super winning one by five that day, and I expect him to do pretty similar to this sort of field. Mm. Moving on to race five, um, so we've got the Widden Stakes over 1,100 metres. So we've got Learning to Fly top of the market, actually equal top of the market with Perfect Proposal. They're both $3.80, that's Nishman Bot. Um, Steel City, how good's that? I didn't say Waterhouse, I said Bot. <laughs> um, Steel City, six bucks. Uh, Cigar Flick, sevens. Then you've got Double Figures, so Dipsy Doodles, 11. Divine Glory also. Uh, Just Glamorous is $15. Steffi Magnetica, $19. Mumbai Muse is 20s. And Lizzie's Gem is down there at $34. So $34 being the roughest, and you've got quite a few fillies going around here. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Nice little race, this, and much bigger field than we saw with the, uh, the Colts earlier in the day. Just quickly on the track um, that we didn't mention it earlier, it's going to be a soft six at the moment. So okay. today's soft six, very hot day due tomorrow. So we'll have to wait and see. I'd expect a, at least a soft five to a good four even at mm -hmm. some stage in the day. So definitely expect an upgrade. And just quickly on the rail as well, it's plus five and was uh, plus three a fortnight ago. So as Rose Hill tends to do, it will be uh, at least on pace. You don't have to be leading, but you should be thereabouts if you want to get your best chance, especially over those shorter trips. Perfect proposal for this one goes forward for Waterhouse and Bot. Just going to make sure I say that from Waterhouse there. Waterhouse and Bot. Steel City for Kirima and Eustace goes forward as well. <laughs> Divine Glory has drawn the inside, should inject a bit of speed. And J-Mac on Cigar Flick uh, was very impressive on debut. We'll go forward and probably sit box seat. Hopefully can shift the cross because I actually like this horse. I think it's very professional one first up. Mm -hmm. She just sat outside the lead on a wet track at Canterbury um, on debut. There's good money around for her. J-Mac was on. And she booted away from them. Handled the track well, but I think she's going to appreciate getting on the, the dry deck on Saturday. Just looked like a horse that has that turn of foot, and she's obviously going to be able to exploit that on the on the weekend on a dry deck. So I think J-Max sticking is a big tick. He only has to ride a kilo over here as well, or half a kilo, um, worst case. So I'm happy to butter up there. The horse that I wanted to save on, I know it's a very wide race and, and pretty wide open. Mumbai Muse, Brett Preble's run. Mm. So that's at around 20 to 1. Only had the two trials, so stepping out on debut here, but it's a horse that clearly has talent. The second trial especially was very encouraging. I love when horses can travel up to him, quicken, but then switch off again on the line. I just mm. love the way that Preble just stoked her up. She went past them over 75 metres, but then switched off again as she went through. So I thought that was a really nice um, trial leading into this. You are taking the price of 20 to 1 for that gate, mostly. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a nightmare from there, especially 1,100 at Rose Hill. So going to take an awesome steer or a freakish horse but just in case i want to save do we know much about this learning to fly i it, obviously a couple trials for nisham yeah firm as in the market there's something someone knows something well I, yeah well perfect proposal led its trial mm -hmm. and learning to fly sort of cruised up to it went past it um and a, another horse that switched off so very very nice but i can't take 390 or 380 for that horse versus 20 to 1 on mobile news when they're both coming out of impressive trials yeah yeah i on with Perfect Proposal, I liked this horse a fair bit when it went down to Platinum Jubilee, and that was in both of their first runs. And we've seen what Platinum Jubilee's come out and done on the weekend at the Gold Coast. Perfect Proposal, nice trial in between as well. It's 550 into 380 straight away. I think a drying track, that first up run was on a, on a heavy ground. Mm. Little daughter of Russian Revolution as well. Mm. So there's a few ticks there. I really like this horse trialing into its first run. Thought it was good, just got beaten by a better horse on the day in Platinum Jubilee. 
I think that's a nice form line to go with. And then Dipsy Doodle, who was behind Barber first up. Barber's being touted as one of the better two-year-olds. A lot of these Godolphin horses are all really a similar sort of level. $11 for this horse as well, and it's mm. had some nice trials. Probably raced a little bit keen, I reckon, for in its first start, mm. as most of the two-year-olds do. If it's come back a little bit more professional, I'm pretty keen. Yeah, for sure. James Cummings will just iron her out. She did lead her trial as well, so another potential speed influence, and that's where you want to be on Saturday. Same with Perfect Proposal. Race 7 we moved to, it's over 1,200 metres, it's benchmark 88, but there are some quality horses running around at the top of the market, and there's Spacewalk there, 53 kilos, which goes to 51.5 for Reese Jones, mm. $2.30, so warranted price there. Colino, 310, Dehorned Unicorn, Unicorn is 550, then you've got a big gap, so 15 bucks for Destination and Dynamic Impact. Noble Soldiers, 18s, then 20s and more for Mystery Shot, Rantings, 41s, Invincible Kiss, 61s, as well as Oakfield Twilight. Oakfield Twilight at the big price and the wide barrier rolls forward and is likely the sole leader here. Invincible Kiss, Dehorn, Unicorn can show speed, but they're not natural leaders. And Mystery Shot from the inside is not too far away. Further back, you've got Spacewalk and Destination that um, that can't be more than, say, four pairs back. I think he's the starting point, Ned. I know he's a fucking nut job of a horse. If Such anyone, a nut job, mate. He's, but he's also had not a lot of luck go his way. If you remember that dubious protest, his last start before going out for a spell, to Buenos Notches up the straight... One by half a length, but somehow lost on protest. You mm. never see that happen. It's usually a, a nose to a head. They might overturn something, but he was very unlucky on that day. And if you look at what Bonus Notches has gone on to do, runs Giga Kick to a, a lip, basically, and then yeah. also runs that, that drum in the Coolmore Stud, which is yeah. the best three-roll race we've got. So he brings the, the right form lines into this. Was very unlucky to the eye first up. That was only a 78, so it comes into a very similar affair here. I think it's fair to say that Cummings wasn't happy with what transpired because Tyler Schiller's got the arse. Okay. So it's fairly, you can be fairly confident in saying that. You see Reese Jones, and as you said, he claims a kilo and a half. So he's taking six, seven kilos off most of his key rivals here, and I think that's going to be the tell. He'll be able to quicken when the others are still trying to build momentum. So beautiful middle alley. I just think, you know, Reese Jones will get him to the outside and he'll go Wooshka. I would have liked Kalino. Um, Barrier's a bit of a concern. 59.5 kilos when you're giving away 8 kilos to Spacewalk, who's a really nice young talent, and you only get $3.10. I would have been probably pretty keen if it was that $5, $6 mark, but it's not. Um, I'm staying pretty much out of this race, to be perfectly honest. I know I'm being a bit boring, but I'd like to see Spacewalk come out and do something, but there's just... I want to see him come out and win before I put any money in at $2.30. He's borderline life band, isn't he? Because you know the talent's under the hood. He's been gelded. They've given him time. They've brought him back. They could have pressed on through the spring because he was thereabouts. He wasn't mm. far off the best horses. So, mate, life band if you can't do something on Saturday. <laughs> life band is a three-year-old. It's a fair clip, isn't it? Life is band. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Um, now, probably the highlight of the day, moving to race eight, it's 1,200 metres, it's the expressway. A lot of good horses usually come through this race as they start to build their preparation. So, Golden Mile, where else to start? $2.20 at the top of the market, obviously coming off a massive first campaign as a three-year-old. and You imagine he'll be going towards guineas and these sorts of races. Forbidden Love, $3.20. Uh, Maria Mia, $5.00. Pizarro's nines as well. Nicolini Vito is $21.00. Kahawati is 61s with much, much better. Van Giz is 91s and twice as special is 91s at the bottom as well. Yeah, expect Forbidden Love to go forward from that inside barrier. She's obviously back on top of the ground now. Was, you know, She went through that prep where she was killing them on wet decks. I like just could, yeah. not, could not find a more suitable race and was just killing everyone. 
And then all of a sudden she seemed to not enjoy the wet track. So I don't know what's, what's going on, whether she's had an issue, if it's been sorted out. The money was there for her early though, wasn't it? Yeah. Kawati, Kawahati or however you want to go with that Kahawati. one. Kawati. Probably sits outside her. Much, much better. Has speed as well from the middle gate. And Maria Mia, who was a tough win last time out, she'll go forward from the, the wide barrier as well. Golden Mile can't be too far away. Uh, J-Mac will just smoke his pipe there and probably be three pairs back. He's the starting point for sure. He's the class of the field, even with Forbidden Love here, whether she's forward fitness or not. There are question marks around the six furlongs with him. I'm just not sure if that's going to be his trip. I know you seem to think he'll mm. he'll be able to excel and, and maybe they might train him that way to just keep him at the shorter trips. I think 1600 sees him out, but I just want him at the 1400. That's where I think his real pet trip yep. will be. And I also question how forward he's going to be first up. But he's had the trial going in. James Cummings will have him forward, but is it enough to get over? Because this is a, a pretty nice race with some class types around. He's the main starting point for me. I have to have something on. J-Mac will, as I say, smoke, smoke his pipe and wait for them to make their moves. He'll just peel off them and, and likely be at least top three, you'd think. At least top three. You have to be. Watch out for Pete Zaro late. Got out late um, first up when it was all over behind Titanium Power and rattled through the line. Did make an impression on the winner in the end, but he was very unlucky to the eye, and I think Abdallah can attain here and get the horse every every chance from that inside barrier. So Golden Mile's the main bet, and I'm going to save Pete Zaro. I'm with Golden Mile as well. It's funny, you did say before that you think I've got a bit of a query about this horse getting up to 1,600. I'm excited to see what he's going to do at 1,200. I think maybe as a maturing horse, he might become a better horse over distances, but I thought he had a little bit of a look around in the Golden Rose. I thought it's sort of the... Caulfield Guineas fell into his lap a little bit. He had that massive bunch finish, and he sort of hit the front and just fell to the line. Mm. And then even his win where he got in that big stoush with... Um, communist. Communist. Gerald Ryan. That he was really getting to the end of his run at that, and yeah. we thought he'd probably put that field away quite simply. So yeah. I think 1200 might suit. I'm with him. I think $2.20 is a good price. Maria Mayer's win first up as well was pretty good, but I just don't know if... She, it's up to the class of Golden Mile. Like, absolutely, absolutely. You know, Maria Rees only beaten um, Spacewalk, wasn't it? The thing darting back to the inside. Yeah. Can't remember what was on the outside of it, but both of those horses would need to find two or three lengths to feature in this. For sure. Golden Mile for me. Looking forward to seeing the big fella back as a three-year-old in the second half of its year. Um, we move across to Mooney Valley now, and we're just going to cover one race. Um Pretty nice race, to be honest. Yep. Is this a Group 3 have we got they put together? Yep. It's over 1,200 metres. It's the Australia Stakes, group anyway. Two. Group 2, my bad. Um, Jigsaw putting the picket fence together at the moment. Three on the bounce. Uh, it's $2.90 favourite. Snapper next line, four twenty. Then Turath is four eighty. Calypso Rain is $7.50 with Ironclad at nine fifty. And then you've got the two horses down the bottom in the same Cerise and White. Western Empire 10s and Superstorm 17s. Mm, the two Bob Peters runners just slip into the field. They're back. Hi, Superstorm. Bob. Superstorm didn't have a start at all last year. He's just been turned up. How, did, what's the layoff been? Uh, it's been over a year, but he's, he had a few issues. I know that, and he's okay. a, he's an exceptional horse on his day. He's rising in age, though. So thirteen just, months, fourteen months. Yeah, keep an eye on him for let's say third or fourth up. He probably won't do much um, on the weekend. As far as the map, Ned. So Jigsaw, as he said, got the picket fence. Cindy Alderson will will send the instructions out to just boot forward and use that inside barrier. Snapper was a good winner up the straight last time at Flemington. Probably sits outside its girth. And Turath with Damien Lane back aboard as well. Mm. He's back. Frosty, just just before we get on this race, Frosty, the sly little bastard, went to Japan, Hong Kong, did the tours as he does. Did a little detour to New Zealand. 
Did he? Couple of fucking winners down there. Slipped through the guard. <laughs> oh, I missed him. Went down to New Zealand. Couple of little winners down there. And all of a sudden, he's back at Mooney Valley. So he's getting Jeez. the frequent flies off the bastard. But <laughs> if any sharp punters out there saw him in New Zealand, you would have made some cash. Anyway, I can't be with her. I just think I need to see her do something after that last start failure. I know mm. Buick was on at your change of jockey and, you know, Derby Day, one of the better races on the card. But she was just disappointing for me. I need to see her first up. The horse that I'm confident in is Snapper. I've got no queries around the 1,200, whereas with Jigsaw, I just think it's more suited to those shorter trips, the real sharp 1,000-meter 1,100, where it can boot forward and keep going. I just think Snapper's going to be extremely strong over the 1,200, comes back off the straight, but still loves the valley, still loves that valley 1,200. So you've got to trust these horses for courses. He'll sit outside Jigsaw and will prove very strong late. So I think it is between those two. Just watch out for Western Empire, though, lady. He might just be two or three pairs back, and if he's fit enough, I know he didn't do a whole lot first up. It was just turned up very undercooked. Watch for him late if, if he if he is forward enough. But snapper on top for me. I think it's a good price, four fifty. I'm with you, four dollars twenty, four fifty, whatever you can get. I think the Valley Specialist. I think the horse is probably in the best form it's had in its career. Yeah. I'm putting two or three wins together. This preparation, I think it's his to lose. To be honest. Um, where it gets to in the runs, my only question, like I know they like to lead on it. Mm. Jigsaw is underneath it. What, what sort of, I don't know. Yeah, I just... I've got him sitting outside Jigsaw. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Well, hopefully he just kicks off the turn and does what he's supposed to do. Mm. Um, now, <laughs> it is good to be back. There's, I couldn't do it last week not sitting next to you. I just couldn't G it up the way that I wanted to G it up. But there's some things that you miss. Like, yeah. you know, like Christmas time, it's great that we had a bit of a break and but I'd lie in bed some nights and I just continually think, like, they're running around in Perth today and I don't have a tip. <laughs> and I'm sure all of our punters, our loyal listeners out there are thinking the same. And I've got some good news for mm. you. Ladies, gentlemen, geldings, fillies, whatever you are, the best Western, it is back. <laughs> it is back. And I'll tell you what, Ned, we are going all the way to the last again. We love I, the last. I know I can do it, but <laughs> all the way to the last, guys. 8.40 p.m., so... Only the crook will, will still have the sports bet app out then, but uh, or whoever you punt with, who obviously don't want to give out free advertisements here, do we? No, never free. Whoever you choose to, to load your powder with. But we're going all the way to race nine. We are number six, Casino 17. He's not in my stable, but Willie Pike is on. Okay. I don't believe in this Willie Pike the, you know, in the last myth that everyone seems to talk about. He is riding winners at the moment, and he's since he's gone back after his failed stint in Sydney and Melbourne, he's come back and just continued to ride winners. Might have coincided with Parnham being out suspended, but that's that's a topic for another discussion. This horse absolutely rattled home last time and just missed out on the bob between it and Corncob. Corncob rolls forward in this race, but I don't think it's going to be able to see out the full 1800. Of all the runners in this field, he's the horse that profiles well for the 1800. It was over the mile last time out. Comes back to the same track, so there's no issues with that Scott at all. He'll get back in running. He might be a little bit worse than midfield, I'd say, but Pike will just time his run perfectly and go straight past Corncob, hopefully, and, you know, around $1.90, $1.95 at the moment. Wait, so hold your powder, Ned. Okay. Just wait for now because he was 2.30 earlier in the day. There must have been, I don't know whose money wasn't mine, but, <laughs> but there, was a, there was a bit of money flowing in today. So they've turned him in. He'll get back out tomorrow, so make sure you've got some powder left for him. That's race nine, number six, Casino 17, Pike aboard. It's really good to have you back. It's nice to hear you rattle off a few things about the West over there. It gets me oh, absolutely towed. Saturday meeting, rail out plus 11. 
11 metres. Is it in the grandstand? It's in the grandstand. So there's like a fucking... It's it's one lane, basically. So they're all going to have to go single file until about the 400. Then they'll fan out. Jesus. Good Lord. Rail out 11. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Some of the stuff that goes on, mate. What track is it, sorry? Ascot. At Ascot. Okay. They're looking after it. I suppose you run there six months straight every single day, every single night. You could run another meeting on the 11 metres on the inside. <laughs> it sounds like they could run two races at the same time. Um... <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate it. Hopefully, we've given you a couple of tips. We actually put out a tip sheet last week as well that went quite yep. well too. A couple so of winners, yeah. We didn't we didn't miss the place much at all. As no, well, you know, and there was some value, a value, and a difficult Thursday meeting as well with a shifted meeting and, and change in track conditions. So we did well, mate. Just to get everyone out there a little bit toey, just to get you just a little bit excited. Group one racing. Mm. <laughs> it's around the corner. Two weeks. Mm. Two weeks. Mm. Unbelievable. We'll be here. That's why we're back. We're getting warm and ready. That's exactly what we're doing. We're just sitting here getting warm for you guys. If we can tip you a few on the way, fantastic. Feb 11. Load up, guys. Thank you very much. Have a good week.